Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, guys, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. This is a fun one for me because this is an episode where I have known this gentleman for, I swear, at least four years, probably about that. Um, We've known of each other in this space for quite some time. And I just kind of took the ball um, in my court, if you could, and they sent him a message and said, what's up, let's do this. So um, Josh, I'm stoked to have you, but if if my audience doesn't know you, they need to. So guys, I'm about to interview Josh um, Pitts. He is the CEO and founder of Shred. All of you guys in the mortgage and real estate industry hopefully know about this guy, but if not, you're about to find out. So Josh, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Will you tell my audience a little bit about who you are? Of course. First and foremost, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here with you, Michelle. I absolutely, it's funny. We have known of each other and that's how cool social media is. We've known of each other and I've actually been a huge fan of, some of your work, like following you on Instagram in particular. And I couldn't believe when we finally connected, I'm like, how have we not chatted before? Just because we're similar in, in what our ideas are and how we're trying to help people and serve the mortgage community, trying to get them to show up more on social media. So first and foremost, thank you for the opportunity to shred with you today. Uh, for those who don't know me, I, my background is in mortgage. Uh, I've been in the mortgage industry for 14 plus years. Um, I live in the state of Utah, and that's kind of where I got my start. I literally started as a as an assistant loan, like a, a loan assistant is literally how I got started. Got licensed because I saw these people making crazy money in it. Um, and then I it went from, hey, I want to make really good money to, oh my gosh, I can actually help people achieve the dream of home ownership. Like this is a really cool opportunity. So grew my business. Uh, then partnered with one of my good friends in one of the largest mortgage brokerages in the state of Utah. We grew that to something very, very large, utilizing social media in particular. Uh, then I split off and started Shred Media about six years ago because I saw a huge need in the industry for not just social media, but to help people, help executives, help anybody and everybody who wanted to show up. I wanted to help them tell their story because social media can be the most impactful, most incredible tool you've ever utilized in mortgage or real estate, or it can be the biggest waste of time that you've ever had. So I taught people and I still teach people how to utilize social media in the correct way. And that's all about me. I love it. And I think that if you guys are listening to this and you've ever been worried or nervous about reaching out to someone via DM, let Josh and I be the first to tell you, just do it. <laughs> um, and I think that we'll talk, we'll hopefully get to talk about, and I'm, I'm going to ask you a really fun question just out of more so out of curiosity um, when we get to that, but it is sort of around the concept of, Hey, like if you get a message, what's the type of message that you on the receiving end that you're more likely to respond to. So I definitely want to get into that. Um, but we'll, I want to pause on that thought and start with something that you and I got to I'm going to use shred because I love that phrase, but um, I'm going to say that you and I got to shred about this a little bit beforehand, um, but you and I both agree that Instagram is the platform of choice for the mortgage and real estate community as a whole. And so I want to know why in your mind. Yeah, it is the platform. Every every platform has its benefits. Like I, I can say TikTok, there's some advantages. YouTube, there's some great things. Facebook, great. But Instagram has it all. 
And when it truly comes to building a brand and building a community, a lot of influencers, a lot of people out there talk about building an audience. And I'm just 100%, sure, you can build an audience, especially on TikTok. You can build a great audience. But on Instagram, you build a community, you build a following, you build relationships with people because it's so multifaceted. There's so, that platform is so robust. There's so many pieces of it. And because Meta, who owns Facebook and Instagram, they're, they're such, Mark Zuckerberg and their team at Meta, they understand what truly gets people to, to think and to connect and build relationships. That's how why the social platforms, Facebook in particular, were started. But Meta, I'm sorry, Instagram has everything you need. There are so many parts of it from messaging to content to truly all of it. Everything you possibly need when it comes to winning on social media Instagram, in my opinion, and I know you feel this are similar, there's just so much to it that you can, again, truly accomplish what you want. It's not just a, again, let's take TikTok, for example. TikTok, a lot of people, it's the shiny object in the room. And Michelle, you know this. There's so many, we as an industry, we see this shiny object or we see a few people doing well with something. We're like, oh my gosh, I need to be on TikTok. I need to be doing this, doing this. And to be honest, I've had the conversations with the best of the best, especially in the mortgage and real estate world when it comes to TikTok. And there's always this like, yes, I'm getting the views and I'm getting some conversations, but it's missing this, it's missing this, it's missing this. And there's always so many more like downsides or, or things that are, it falls short in. I've never talked to anybody, especially when they're growing their business correctly on Instagram that says like, oh, well, I'm missing this, this, and this. It's like, nah, it's got everything. It's, it's literally, it has got the plethora of all the things that you need when it comes to truly building a brand building a community and just dominating on social media. So that's why I, I like you. Plus I consume the most content there. That's where I really like, if I'm going to take a few minutes and like look at social media, Instagram is my go-to. Every once in a while I'll open up Facebook. Rarely do I open up TikTok. I've definitely been tuning in with more of YouTube shorts. I definitely like where YouTube is. They've definitely uh, kind of made a big shift, which I'm, I'm impressed with. But Instagram is my platform of choice. That's where I engage with the most people. Plus I can connect with them so easily from I mean, in app, not only commenting and engaging with them, but it's so easy. Like you and I, you and I connected on Instagram. So it's, it's that simple. You could have these conversations. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of you. And then I'm going to ask you a really fun question because I'm actually quite curious about your answer. Um, but as far as Instagram being the platform of choice, you know, obviously we're very aligned on that. And all I'm going to say in to, to back you up there specifically is when I think of Instagram, I think of it as six platforms in one, right? It is literally every social platform in one, right? So when people are talking to us and, and this is where I think you really come in even more so. Um, but when people are saying like, I'm overwhelmed, we have so many different platforms to be on. We have all this stuff to do. Like, I just don't have time. Like which platform, if you only had to pick one, like that's why, um, because it allows us to do everything, right? Like I just published an article um, within men. And I just shared the link in my DMS, like, or I'm sorry, in my stories. And then in my DMS, right. So in my stories, I can, I can link it. AKA I can use it as a blog type, right. Or I could use it as LinkedIn where LinkedIn is primarily link sharing or article sharing. Um, I can do TikTok y stuff on Instagram through reels, right. That's the whole point. Um, I can do Snapchat stuff in my stories. I can do all of the things that are on all of these other platforms and I can do it on one. And for me, when my primary focus is to serve our community, I have to find a way to serve in a way that doesn't take me to 15 different places every single day. Um, and then second yeah, thing- Yeah, time, time is money. Oh, for sure. A thousand percent. And, and most people that are listening to this, that's probably their biggest issue, right? Is I'm out of time or this takes so much time. Everything is around that comment. 
Uh, and so it becomes very apparent. Um, and then the second thing being the authenticity, like it was so fun and so easy to be able to have the conversation that you and I did in DMS where it was like almost silly that it took us as long as it did. But at the same time, now we can laugh about that. Um, but it does tie into my question for you because you came in to shred from the mortgage community. So you were obviously living, eating, breathing, sleeping, you know, doing loans. Um, and then you had to adopt this social media process as it kind of picked up. Because I remember when I started Instagram or got into the Instagram world, it was roughly 2014 and it was really different back then. So will you go back to then and share like, what did it look like in the mortgage community for you in 2014 and beyond up until when you decided to exit and start shred? Yeah. What's crazy is it was so much simpler back then. Like it was such a simple platform. I, I was having an, a conversation with somebody who's way smarter about social media than me. Um, and it really, he even said this too, cause he runs a plat or he runs a company on Instagram. And he's like, dude, I, I miss the days of, you know, very, you know, early on Instagram. And he was talking 2014, 15, 16, um, kind of those eras, even seven, in the 17. But as a mortgage professional in that time, I was usually, I was usually utilizing Facebook and Instagram, but there was so, there was, it was so much easier to connect with somebody back then in a way of like, Hey, I'm going to go share a video of this that I'm doing and I'm going to put it out there. And it's just, it's me. It's very authentically me. The opportunity to get new eyeballs and have new people engage with you on Instagram in particular, it was just, it was unprecedented. Like they, it was crazy uh, how easy it was. Plus it was such a simple platform too. There wasn't all the bells and whistles that, that, that there is today, but I loved it when I, when I first started getting comfortable with it, first started building our business. Like I said, that's literally the reason my partner and I separated is because I even said, I'm like, dude, there's so much opportunity on this platform, on Instagram and Facebook in particular. I was like, we need to be doing more here. We need to be showing up here. And I, and again, as you know, I'm like probably one of the, the biggest practitioners and, and uh, learners when it comes to Gary Vaynerchuk. And Gary Vaynerchuk has been talking about Instagram for years and years and years. And that's why I started implementing it in our business. And so as I, as I first started using it and how I've seen it evolve today, it's funny because even today I have mortgage professionals or executives still ask me like, Josh, but isn't Instagram for the younger generation? And I'm like, no, like, are you kidding me? That's, it's almost for the old generation now. It's sort of the older demographic, which is not entirely true, but it's, it's been amazing to see the evolution of even my business from how I was utilizing the platform back then to how I'm utilizing it now and how much more efficient it's even become. I say it was simpler back then, but I would say in the world of evolution and change, which the mortgage industry is all about, it's actually become way more efficient and time effective to use a platform like Instagram than the other platforms. Because like you said, it's like having six platforms in one. I don't have to bounce all over the place. We do because that's what, I mean, we're a media agency. So we, we play in all the different uh, spheres of social media. But like I said, Instagram is kind of our jam just because I've seen it evolve. I've seen not only the content and how creators are, have utilized it and are, and are currently using it. So I feel very confident, very comfortable when it comes to, okay, this type, this piece of content is going to do well. This type of piece of content is going to be valuable, valuable to my community. And that all comes from just learning from it from the early days, 2014, 15, 16 to now.
I think just living in it, right? Like people ask all the time, 100%. how do you get better at it? Like, well, how do you get better at working out? You just work out. Like it's do it. It's as simple as it is. Like there's literally nothing more to it. The more you do something, the more stamina you build within that, whatever that thing is um, to the point where it gets easier. But you did make a point that I think is interesting. And I hadn't really thought about it until right now. But when Instagram was that simple back in 2014, 15, 16, we'll just use those three years. Um, and even if you want to go into 17, 18, you can, where IGTV was really big, yada, yada, right? Um, here's what I feel very called to say in this moment, it, which is as Instagram has evolved, I think we get a lot of paralysis by analysis for people, right? Meaning it gets, you have these bells, you have these whistles, you have all these things that make it cool and fun and, oh, this button does this and this does that. And what happens is everybody just gets farther and farther away from actually doing it. Right. Um, because back then it was, you couldn't edit a video as fancily as you can now, right. You couldn't caption a video as easily as you could now. Um, you certainly couldn't do, um, the engagement situation that I teach as simply as you can now, right. Like there's just a lot of things that go into all of that, where as you transform a platform, the early adopters are like, this is nothing, whatever. Here's another thing. Um, me included, right? Like I, there's freaking buttons that I'm just like, I'm not clicking that. Like I'm not doing all of these fancy things. I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing for nine years. Um, so I do think it's pushed people into this place of, well, it's so overcomplicated. I don't know what to do. And I think that's the problem, frankly. Yeah, I agree. It has, like I said, back in the simple days of Instagram, it was more of just a, Hey, I've got this video. I'm posting it. And back then, nobody knew, only the you know top 1% knew how to edit videos, even caption videos, and to make them look. And again, that's why I give kudos to Meta, because they have they have seen where consumer attention has gone, and they've kind of stayed up with the trend, like, hey, you know, what's what are people watching? And I always remind people of this. What is the goal of every social media platform? It's to get people to stay on their platform longer. That is their ultimate goal. So if they can get you as a creator, somebody who's actually publishing content on their platform to create a video that's more consumable for their consumer, of course, they're, they're going to try to make it as easy as possible. They don't want you to go out of platform. And I've taught, you know, I've taught the in-shot cap cuts of the world and how to do certain things with videos. But ultimately, you see some of the platforms rolling out some of these simple things. But to your point, Michelle, and it's so much fun is so many people get overwhelmed with it. They get in platform. <laughs> I was literally talking to this guy the other day. He's like, I feel like I'm a pretty savvy Instagram user, but Josh, it seems like there's something always new, something added all the time, and I just can't keep up with it. I'm like, but do you need to? Like, do you have to right now? Like, continue with what you're doing. You're doing a great job with it. And sure, like everything, the mortgage, the real estate industry in particular, the one constant is change. So mm -hmm. sure, you have to be willing to adapt a little bit. But at the same time, if you're doing something good, I would say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Just keep doing what you're doing. And sure, uh, with a little bit of time, you can you can evolve little by little, but you don't have to make these huge, like gigantic shifts in your content or in what you're doing to to try to keep up with you know what the latest and tr greatest trend is. And that's that's my biggest thing with TikTok. And we've tried the whole TikTok thing, it, and it seems like everything that was trending is so much more important on that platform. And if you're not so focused on what the next, if you're not like two steps of everybody else your content just doesn't do well. Instagram in particular, if you're providing value, if you're providing something, whether it's entertaining, informa informational, or just, I mean, something that your, your community enjoys consuming, you're gonna be rewarded for it because they're coming back time and time again to spend time again in the platform. So 
it is it is super interesting to see how these platforms have evolved and uh, and as you some somebody like yourself and, and myself who spent so much time in these platforms, sure are they a little more complicated to a point, but at the same time because they've evolved to a going back to what you and I both referenced, you can do so much in them now. There, I mean, literally, it, it's almost got everything you could possibly need to be incredibly successful building a business, building a brand on social. It's almost saving you time. Yeah, I I would agree that it saves me a crap ton of time because I know like first and foremost, if there's somebody that I need to connect to, it, I can go find them very easily. Like yeah. how many how many conferences have we been at? How many like things have we done where we're like, oh shoot, I meant to follow up with that person. Fine, easy. Instead of like, hey, I need to go find their phone number. Or I need to go talk to Josh. Does Josh have this person's number that he can forward me? Like, no, I can just go consume them on social and it's really easy. But um, the thing I, I love about what you said before is, don't try to fix what's not broken. And I think that that's really important to, to spend another second on because I tell everyone your goal is to transcend any of that, right? Like any, any trend, any, like this audio is trending over this audio, like, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But at the end of the day, like, is that why your platform is overall going to be successful? And if you do a reel with this trending audio is Rome falling today? Like, no, it's not. Right. And I, people also always say, well, if I have old content and I start doing better, should I delete all of the old content? And I'm like, absolutely not. Because that's that right there is the best gift you could give your audience because they get to see the evolution of who you are and they get to grow with you. Um, And I think that that's really important. It's funny to look even back at our own, right? If I were to scroll back to when I started Burma Media Social's Instagram account, it was embarrassing, honestly. Um, but I kind of love that journey. And I think everybody should enjoy that journey uh, as they go. But you do obviously run Shred and there's a really special superpower that Shred has. And it's very cool to me to even know that it's out there because I do think that there are a lot of quote video platforms out there of people trying to help you do video. But I think you come at it from a really authentic angle. And I would love for you to just share like, why is video important to you? from a perspective of my goal is servitude. Yeah, this is a this is a fun question because you even mentioned I I love the word journey. Social media when you first start it, you you have no idea which like like any journey. And, and somebody if you follow me and you kind of know my background, I love the outdoors. I love hiking, I love biking. I, I'm an outdoor enthusiast, uh climbing, anything especially when it comes to outside, I think of a journey. And when you're starting a journey, it's there's a little bit of fear. There's a little bit of anxiousness. There's a little bit of, of the unknown. Um, and as you, when you first start, it's difficult. It's hard. It's challenging. But as you start walking down the path, or again, whether you're hiking or whatever, you start to get more comfortable. You start to get more confident. One step after another, one step after another, you're getting better. You're getting, you're feeling a little bit better. You're feeling, you know, Hey, I can do this. I can accomplish this. Social media is the exact same way. It's little by little, you get better and better and better. And why I love video so much is you're actually able to bring people along on that journey. And as you said, if you go back and look at my first videos, they're so bad, Michelle. Like, and it's it's like I love watching them because I'm like, wow, like I just did it. I didn't care. And going again, mentioning those those first days of social media when we really started getting involved, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I was just posting. I would just continue to put myself out there. And now I watch, and now I see what where we are as you know as a media company in particular. And I'm like, wow, we have come such a long way. And people can watch that. I have shared my entire journey with them, mistakes and all, my imperfections and all. Mm-hmm. And people actually, they appreciate the imperfectness. They, in, they, they appreciate 
seeing me stumble, seeing me like make those little mistakes because we're all human. We're all, none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes along this way. So when you have a platform that actually allows to allows you to share that journey via video, via a vlog, if you will, sharing, sharing your life, there's just something about it that we as human beings, we feel so much more connected to somebody when we can watch and we can see them. Um, and that's why, I, I kid you not, I was having a conversation just last week with a gentleman. He's like, well, Josh, I just, social media is not for me. Like, I just don't like sharing social media. I don't like the way I look, don't like the way I sound. I said, okay, cool, cool, cool. But you you still do cold calls, right? And again, this is an experienced mortgage pro. Been doing this for years and years and years. And I was like, but you still do like phone calls, right? Like that's what's your main source of business? He's like, yeah, I call my realtors. I call my past clients. And I'm like, I have a conversation with them. I'm like, cool. So you're not scared of the way you sound then because you're clearly having a conversation with them. So you're literally like, you don't sound any different on the phone than you do on video. Would you agree with that? And he's like, yeah, of course I agree with that. I'm like, cool, cool. I'm like, do you ever meet with your clients? And he's like, all the time. They come in, I go see my realtors. I meet with them face to face. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, so you're actually not uncomfortable with the way you look because if you were uncomfortable with the way you look you you wouldn't be meeting with them in person right and he's like well yeah and he's like well i see where you're going with this i'm like but do you i was like well that's so cool with video and with social media is you look and sound exactly the same as you are in person but you're saying that social media is not for you because you don't want to do video I'm like, you don't want to do this going back to the point you and I made, Michelle, because you're scared of the unknown. You're scared of the journey that you're about to go down. And I'm like, you make these calls to your realtors. That's a one-on-one situation. I'm talking about a one-to-many situation. You want to talk about saving time and opportunity? You can post one video. And instead of just calling that one realtor or that one past client, now hundreds, if not thousands of people, you're opening up the same message. that You're going to be like, hey, how are you doing today, Michelle? Hope you're doing well. You can do that same thing on social. You can make a video. And what's so cool about video is our emotions as human beings, we truly feel connected with people. And something, the biggest mistake I see people make right out the gate, especially in their journey is like, well, Josh, I feel like I have to have to share something valuable. And Michelle, as you and I know, the mortgage professionals in particular, they think a thing of value is like, oh, I got to share something about an interest rate or share something about a program or something like this. And I'm like, no, people, that is not value. What is valuable is intrinsic to every single person. It's unique to every single person because even this conversation that you and I are having right now, somebody somewhere is going to listen to this at some time and they're going to be like, wow, what Michelle and Josh are talking about, that, that, that hit me, that connected with me today. Ladies and gentlemen, that is valuable because- what is happening when you are sharing content, when you are showing up for your community, you're literally, somebody will watch it and they're going, it's going to elicit some type of an emotion. And what's amazing with emotion in the human body is literally, if I watch Michelle do something powerful or, or impactful to me, again, it doesn't have to be impactful to the world. Just one person I see, I see what Michelle did and I'm like, holy cow, my endorphins start to flow. I start to have literally a chemical reaction happens within my body and I see Michelle and I'm like, wow. And I feel so much more connected to you as a human being. And now we have a relationship, even though we've made, we've never met in person. I can say that. Me and Michelle have never met in person. But now I have this, now we have this true connection and relationship. That's why I love video because it gives you, it is that medium that allows you to build a relationship in no other way that we've ever seen in the, in the, in the history of our world other than meeting face-to-face. So now you have that opportunity on this huge scale to connect, build relationships, and to constantly be in front of other human beings. So, sorry, that was a very long answer, but I get really excited about, like, that's, that's why I love video. That's why I love this type of medium. 
Well, that's so good. And what I just heard for the last however long that was, to your point, was pure passion, right? And I think that there's something so attractive about working with someone that is that passionate about what they do, right? Like I would, when I choose a mortgage professional to do my loan, if I'm buying a house, am I going to choose someone who sounds like a robot and is just going to hand me off to somebody else? Or am I going to choose someone that I have this really sort of intense emotional journey with that I'm having through their social and they may not know me yet, but they're about to, and I'm about to tell them why I chose them. Um, and the other thing I think that goes with that is you were talking about the mortgage professional who was like, you know, I don't know that socials for me. Well, you do your calls well, you meet with your realtors, you were calling everybody out on their bluff, right? Everybody, every single person listening to this has probably at some point, including you and I, Josh, been like, I don't like the way my hair looks today. Or, you know, I'm not done in a, I'm not in a position today to record a video. I don't like the way I look or, you know, my voice sounds weird. Like I'm not going to do that. Right. We've all said that, but here's what you just did, right? You called him out on his crap basically and exposed his existing problem that he probably didn't even realize he was telling you that he had. Um, but what I want to counter with that and to continue the conversation is him posting a video and being able to connect to every single one of those realtors is not just about him being able to give value to all of those realtors as he, as he goes, it's actually more valuable the other way, in my opinion. Um, because when the mortgage professional gets to pick up the phone and call the realtor, if he does it, he or she does it right, he will have followed that realtor on Instagram. He will be consuming that realtor's content regularly, right? Hopefully. Um, and if it's somebody that they're doing business with, maybe it's in, maybe they're a friend, like a favorites in your list, not a friend, that's a wrong word, but maybe they're in your favorites list. Um, which means that Instagram is going to keep showing you their content more consistently anyway. Right. So it almost gives you a reason to call a realtor more often, right? Because if somebody's posting, uh, oh, their kid, um, you know, did some, did, did whatever, or that this realtor won this award or this realtor did this triathlon or whatever it was. They're like, I can't tell you how many DMS I got over the weekend. Cause my husband ran his first official like road marathon. And I had all these people that thought I did too. And I was like, no, I did not run up. It was him. I was just there. Um, but like, it just gave them a reason to connect with me. Right. So it gives you as the LO an opportunity and both ways. Right. But it gives you as the LO an opportunity or almost an excuse to send them a message to stay top of mind. Right. Which is exactly what social and specifically Instagram is designed to do. That's why it was built. So we can stay connected without having to physically do one-on-ones all day, every day. Cause it's impossible to scale at that level. Right. A hundred percent. It's so that will come to like how I look at it, going back to your question a few minutes ago, how I've seen the platform even evolve. That was my favorite thing to do. I wasn't doing cold call with realtors. I was actually looking up. And if you were a realtor back in the day, especially in 14, 15, 16 in, in Utah, in my local community, and you weren't showing up somewhere on social media, I didn't know who you are. I didn't have a relationship because that was my focus. That was my niche, if you will, was looking up people on social. And I wasn't calling up realtors and saying, hey, Michelle, I just want like, hope you're doing well. What can I do for you to you know earn your business and this and this? I'd be like, Michelle, dude, I saw your Instagram post. looks like your husband ran it like a marathon. Holy shit. That's amazing. That's how I was making calls is I was like, I would find them on social media, saw something they were doing that I personally thought was cool. Not just bullshitting, not just be like, 
if anything it was cool, I'm like, eh, okay, great. This person did this, but that's not, you know, I, again, I'm an outdoor enthusiast. I'm somebody who I don't love running, but even if you did a marathon, I know the type of dedication it takes to do something like that. So that is how he's connecting with people. And that, that conversation there, number one, anytime you acknowledge that somebody has done something, especially on social media, we love, we love when people like our posts. We love when people engage with our posts. It took it to a whole new level when I call them up and be like, Hey, Michelle, that was cool. Like I saw what you did over the weekend. Kudos to you. They're like, Whoa, like this guy's following me. That led to so many more opportunities to get, to get face to face, to build true relationships with realtors back in the day. And now, as we mentioned, to see how the platforms has have evolved, you and I are a perfect example. You reached out to me from seeing a post, seeing something that I did. You reached out. Now we're connected. Now we're having a conversation on a podcast. You never know. Simply sending a simple message. And again, in platform these days, that's where I connect with people. If somebody's sending me a DM, like I'm, you mentioned this going to events a few minutes ago. And it's so funny, the old school, it doesn't matter whether it's mortgage, real estate. I was at a sales, just a sales conference recently. And this guy's like, hey, do you have a business card? And I, and I hate I hate and love this at the same time. Not to sound pompous or like a jack or an asshole or anything, but I was like, no, I don't carry business cards. If you can't find me on social media, I'm not doing my job. And the guys look at me, who do you think you are? And I'm just like, well, seriously, that's what I do. So if you can't find me on social media, like I'm doing a terrible job. Plus that's where like, I think the guy's name was Todd. I'm like, Hey Todd, if, if you really want to connect, like go see if we, if we are two type of people that are going to get along, you just want to, don't just get a business card for me because you heard I could do something for me, you, or you think you can do something for me. Go see if we're like like-minded people because you may go see my Instagram or you may go see like what I'm putting out. You're like, dude, this guy, this guy's weird. Like he is not my cup of tea. That's why I love social. Cause I get to know you mentioned this genuine, authentic. That's why I love the platform. You can only fake it for so long on platforms. People begin to see the real you, especially if you're showing up consistently. You can't you can't fake it forever. No, and I think that the excuse to have a reason to reach out to someone, you just made it even easier for someone to overcome that like issue with with how to connect to them, right? Because what you just said is is literally anyone listening to this that is what Josh just admitted to all of us and explained is permission to go do it. Like, please go do it. Right. Um, but I think what's, what's beautiful about it is it makes every sales call, which if that's what you want to call it. And for those of you guys who are listening and not watching this video, um, I'm doing air quotes, but it, if you want to go and make sure you look up someone's content before you call them, that will turn into legitimately the easiest sales call of your life. Right. I, I honestly don't even remember the last time I've had a sales call where I haven't looked the individual up before I call them and have multiple connective points, even if they're into horseback riding, if they're into this, like, I don't really care what they are into. Right. What matters is that I know and it creates this. Wow. This person is more of my friend calling me, I think, versus someone trying to sell me something. Um, and then once once we do get to go into our quote pitch or whatever we're, we're doing or trying to sell to them they're way more likely to even listen to us in the first place. And, and I've been complimented on that so many times on the phone where people are like, you really love what you do. Like, and most of the time I don't get to this point on a call with someone who's offering me social media services because there's so many of you guys out there, but like, I really want to listen to you. And I'm like, great. That means I did my job, right? Um, people want to feel seen. People want to feel heard. People want to have that opportunity to, to matter to someone else. Um, and so I think it's really, 
it's really unique. Um, and I think that that ties really well into the question that I have for you, because I obviously reached out to you very easily. Like it wasn't, it didn't feel hard for me to do that. Um, but there was, there is some strategy to how I went about reaching out to you, right? There is sort of a, a thought process that I have to go through when I send a message like that. Um, and you obviously said, yes, right. You responded back to me. We had a really great conversation, which led to a phone call, which led to what we are now doing here together. So will you tell me what it felt like on the receiving end of a message? And can you also, of my message specifically, but then can you also explain to me a circumstance where maybe you've gotten a message from someone asking for something of you where you've been like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you, I should have taken a screenshot and shared because the way you reached out to me, and these are the type of conversations I, I, we get, I don't even know, my, my team and I were talking about this the other day. I don't know how many DMs we get now. And as, if, as many of you don't know, I actually restarted my Instagram account recently. We had close to 100,000 followers. I'm very honest. I, there was a bought and paid for audience. Up to a certain point, we had done very, very well. But I'm like, oh, I got caught in vanity metrics. So we went down that road. But why I bring that up is even now with almost, you know, like eight or 900 followers, I think, uh, we get DMs like crazy. And the DMs that drive me crazy, Michelle, are like you said, they're asking me something right out the gate. I can, I can glance at it within two seconds. I know I'm like, D delete, like, and I don't even care. Like it, maybe it's somebody connected with me, somebody of a, a friend of a friend. And I tell people very honestly, if, if the first thing I see is some type of question of like, uh, Hey, like I, I would love to have your, or like get your, con or have a conversation with you about this, this, and this, I'm just not interested. But if you reach out in the way that you did, like, Hey, I'm, I've been a friend or I've been a fan for a while. I've seen what you do. Uh, we have, you know, we do something similar and you and I both do. I mean, we're in the world of social media. Um, but I just love to have a conversation, love to connect and, and uh, see how we can collaborate. When I see, when I see the word collaborate, even if it's sales, I'm even more, I'm like, ah, oh, like, I love that word to me. It's like, okay. Cause when I think of collaborate, I think of the word it's mutually beneficial and not all the time. You and I both have people who have reached out to us like, Hey, let's collaborate. And it's always one-sided. And then, and, and again, it is what it is, but I love when somebody DMs me like going back to our perfect example, like, Hey, I saw your post about, you know, your daughter who just did the science or your daughter. I saw her, you know, climb that, you know, nine C she did. And, hey, my daughter climbs as well. Or, hey, we climb. I think that's amazing. When somebody DMs me and references something I've done in the last week you know, on my social media feed, I'm in like, you got my attention. That means you're paying, that means you're paying attention to me showing up and you've taken the time. LinkedIn is the worst. I'm going to use as an example. There, there isn't so a, it's, it's like, it's obnoxiously bad. I, I take screenshots of them. Just, I have a folder of entirely like the worst messages. And I'm starting to get quite a few DMs on Instagram that are really bad as well, that we're, we're, we're getting more and more of. There's, there's fewer of them, but still, if you want to DM me, find something that again, that we have in common, going back to my common ground. And even as you mentioned, I don't work with companies unless I truly see an opportunity to tell their story or an individual. Like if, if they're just coming at it from a way to do business on social media, it's very hard for, for, for me to want to do business with them. But if they want to share, if they want to build a relationship with their community, with the people that are, they are surrounded by day in and day out and they 
again, they want to make a difference. Going back to that word that you mentioned, if they, if they want to have an impact, if they want to make a difference, then yes, but let's chat, let's have a conversation, but don't, don't DM me in a way that's just coming off as like, Hey, like, and don't be sly about it. Those are the ones that are worse. And I think people like you and I, who, who see a lot of direct messages, a lot of messages, we're almost more savvy to those ones. If I see a message coming off as like, eh, like I'm, I'm trying to be sly, but I'm going to sail you in the end. I see those ones from a mile away too. And my not only do I block. Is, my favorite is like, um, hey, I, your profile doesn't say exactly where you're based out of. So where are you based out of? Or out of curiosity? Yeah. Like never use the phrase out of curiosity, please ever. Yep. If you're DMing somebody and trying to like have a conversation, never say that phrase um, because it's so obvious <laughs> that you're trying to turn it into a sales something. Sorry. Continue. I block you. I report you. And sometimes I'll even message back um, like worst, worst way you could have possibly tried to get my conversation. Not only will I not ever do business, but my close fear, I've let them know that <laughs> you are not the right person to talk to. Um, like I'm, I'm just that person because don't waste my time. Like if, again, if you really want to have a good conversation with me, I'm all about meeting new people. You and I look, we're having an amazing conversation now. It, it's got to be valuable to both sides. It's got to be valuable to both parties. And if it's, if you're just coming at it from a one-sided direction, then it's never going to work. Well, and I think what's interesting is when we got on the phone, I think we both had, and I looked at our initial message just to remind myself of exactly what I said. Um, and one of the things that I always do, your message included, is I talk about mutual connections, right? Because that's really important. If you know this person, I know this person, then, and I know the same person, or maybe we've recently been with the same person, then there's no reason why you and I couldn't have met, right? So leveraging mutual connections is always a win in my in my book now obviously you got to pray that the other person likes that person but um i think very rarely have i ever had it not turn out super positively um but that was how i that's how i initiated it with you i was like hey we have all these mutual connections i know you're friends with this person and this person i was just with this person like hey we should chat and then what i think was interesting about our conversation which is a very big point that I don't want people to miss is you don't know what that opportunity looks like until you get on the phone with them. Because I've had so many loan officers who are, will look up a realtor's like numbers and be like, no, I don't want to talk to that person. They don't do enough business. Well, do you know why they don't do enough business? Did they just move there? Right. Did they recently take a break from the industry? Like, did they not sell for a few years? Like did, and I had this happen. I had a LO call a realtor that we had initiated a conversation with through their DMs. Finally, I, we convinced them to just call the realtor because the realtor was really adamant about talking to them. Come to find out that the agent had taken several years off. Her husband ha had been going through chemo and all these things. And like real estate was very low on her totem pole, but she does a shit ton of real estate prior or had done a ton before that. And it was like, you just burned an opportunity potentially by not taking that call to have a relationship with someone who really does do a lot of business. Um, and I think for you and I, great example, right? Of, hey, you own a media company. I own a media company. So I guess maybe on paper and maybe to, to I don't want to throw myself under the bus, but maybe I will in this case. Uh, maybe there was sort of that, I, I don't want to send a message because what if we do the same thing? Is there this kind of competition aspect to what we're doing? But I think that that's a really wrong way of looking at it too, because we ended up getting on the phone and realizing like, no, your people need me and I, my people need you like bad. Right. Um, and it became yep. very apparent 
Um, so maybe I should kick myself in the foot for waiting as long as I did, or maybe it was God's timing and it was the right time when it happened. But I think either way, it just goes to show you that you don't know until you get on the phone. So that very first initial message is so important, uh, to make sure that there's even an opportunity for that. Yeah. And that's all you're doing, Michelle, is you're just opening up the door for a conversation. You're just, you're just trying to create some type of mutual connection, mutual, uh, again, some type of mutual, mutually beneficial collaboration or conversation. And that's what you're trying to start. Even going back to what you said, I've had people message me. (laughs) It's so funny because this person messaged me and it was, he's like, Hey, I see that we're mutually connected to this person. And this person I'm not very fond of. I still follow them. Like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a very spiteful guy. I'm not a, like I, there are certain people in my life that I, you know, sure I'm connected with them, but I, would I call them friends or not really? But anyway, he reached out and he's like, Hey, see, we're mutually connected. And I messaged him back. I'm like, Hey, uh, to be honest, like, um, this person and I aren't super close friends anymore. Uh, I appreciate you reaching out. And he's like, Oh, as a matter of fact, and he told me the story and that, that actually started a conversation that they had had some things happen with this person too. I'm like, ah, so even if you think you have a negative, like even if you're not sure of that, you never know what that could lead to. So yeah, reach out to people, realtors in particular right now, realtors are struggling, especially with some of the the shit that's coming down the the wire right now with, with lawsuits and this and that realtors need all the friends they can get, like just to be honest. So reaching out to them in a very real way, just to have a you said something that I think is so important. And this is how actually I built my realtor business in the very beginning, especially in like uh, coming out of the crash, like 2011, 2012 in particular, I actually built my business off of realtors who were not doing well. I I would, they were so much more open to the opportunity of working together and they were struggling. And I showed them how to use social media, how I was using Facebook back in the day in particular to grow my business. And so I was actually helping them build theirs and they found very quickly, like, dude, if you, you're you're willing to help me build my business, you know, some of them were starting at zero. Some of them were brand new. Some of them had just relocated. But they're, they become your most loyal, trustworthy fans forever. I still have realtors to this day that message me. Literally just happened a couple of weeks ago. I had one of my closest buddies. Him and I did hundreds of transactions together. He reached out and he even said, dude, I miss, I miss you doing mortgages. Like I miss the opportunity of working together. And I'm just like, ah, like we still, we still do things together on, on social media, but it's just like, I miss those days. And he's like, and I can't thank you enough for, you know, getting me started. He was somebody who was just getting started in the business. And like I said, we went on to do hundreds of transactions together. Um, so you never know if those people are struggling. There are plenty of, you know, tools out there in mortgage that you can look up realtors and how they're doing. Take the opportunity right now to reach out to those people because like I said, and, and Michelle said, those people could be your most loyal fans for the rest of your life. And you could go on to have incredibly fruitful relationships together. Oh my gosh. That if there's only one thing everyone listening to this takes out of this entire episode, I feel like I, I mean, all of it has been so good, but I want it to be that right. Like if it's a real estate agent that you're looking up and I'm talking to LO specifically now, if you're a real estate agent listening to this and I would, I would say, Think of it from that perspective, but I'm going to specifically talk to the LOs and say, if you are creating a conversation with a real estate agent via DM on Instagram, and it's a great back and forth, and you get to the point where you're like, hey, I'm going to look this person up. What's their production like? And it's bad. That is more of a win than if it is really good. Now, why? Right. Let's talk about why. Because if that real estate agent is still doing a ton of business in the year that we're seeing in the real estate community right now. My guess, and again, I'm making a hypothetical guess, is they have really big 
internal connections somewhere. Like I have a, a client that just onboarded with us. Um, and I asked him, I said, Hey, you're, you're in the LO world, obviously. Um, how are you still doing so much business? He goes, well, we have huge relationships with a bunch of banks. So they all, they send us all their deals. I'm like, okay, well, so that makes sense, right? How is an LO doing a ton of business during a year where real estate agents are struggling? They have something that like that that's happening, right? How is a real estate agent still doing a lot of transactions in a, in a hard business? They have, they have multiple prongs, right? You got some that are doing commercial real estate. You have some that are doing multifamily. You have some that are doing residential. I talked to a guy who's also a client um, and he only deals with like high-end investors where the investor will buy it and then resell it back to somebody, right? So you got all these people that are doing really creative and super unique things that are still doing business. So my point is, is that the new people who are not, or maybe the people who are not even necessarily new in the real estate community, but are struggling right now, those are your biggest opportunities. And if you see it that way, the amount of conversations you have will obviously dramatically increase. But more importantly, you'll start to see where your value really lies, right? Where your specialty and what you do really can make a huge difference with someone. Because imagine how that would feel to be the LO that was able to turn this real estate agent's career around, right? Or to be the LO that was able to, to your point, get that gentleman from zero to a hundred real quick. Uh, like that's a big deal. You know, and it's a fun thing to be able to carry as someone in our in our careers. That that means the world to all of us. Well, it just shows the value you're truly creating for those people as well. All of us are always like, oh, you know, I want to be you, you know, realtor partners. I let me show you how much value I create. I show up on time. I always answer my phone. Blah 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 blah. The same old shit that everybody has. But you really want to be valuable. Help them go from you know one transaction to two transactions a month. Help them double their product because that's helping you as well. I mean, it's a win-win situation. Sure, will you get every single one of those deals all the time? No. But if you start to if you start to make a difference in a realtor's life or somebody else's life like that, again, you just build a bond and a connection that is inseparable. That 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 trust and that relationship is one of those that will just go on forever and ever. Like I said, my realtor partners that I still have today that are, are still close friends. So take that, Michelle, you nailed it. Like you, I couldn't have said it better. Take those as a win. Be like, sweet, this realtor is doing zero. Now, of course, cautiously, like, don't waste your time. And you and you, we all know those relationships where we get into them and you can see that it's going to be kind of a one-sided thing. I tell people all the time too, if you're in a relationship like that where somebody is continually, you know, sucking your time and it's not a give and get relationship, it's okay to even say, I, I had plenty of realtors back in the day when I was doing, you know, 20 plus loans a month that those realtors who were doing, you know, zero that I tried, I did my best. I, I did everything I possibly could to help them. And they still, they couldn't get out of their own way. That I'm just like, hey, you know what? I appreciate you. I'm here. But at the same time, I, I have to go focus on other things. I have to go help these other people who are who are actually doing it, who are executing on it, not just talking it. Realtors, and again, I'm gonna I'm not gonna try to offend anybody, but even mortgage professionals too. A lot of people can talk a big talk, but they don't walk a big walk. You gotta, if you're willing to help people, they have to be willing to take a few steps themselves. Uh, you you can't just carry them the entire way. They have to, especially when it comes to social media and showing up and helping them build a business. I mean, you can you can only take them so far. Yeah, and you're gonna get burnt out too. I mean, we you and I both. I without without even asking you this question and knowing, or without asking you the question and letting you answer, I know the answer, which is that we've had clients who do that. We've had clients who will pay us the one time and then suck the life out of us, and and our employees are the people that are helping us provide the service 
Uh, and at some point when you, when you see that happen enough with an individual, I think the best thing we can do as business owners, and I think the best thing an LO could do or a real estate professional, both sides could do is walk away um, and be able to say, Hey, I'm, I really value you. And I really have loved our relationship, but like, I have to go put my energy where someone where, where my energy is also received and, and executed on. Right. Or like where action is being taken because I just don't have time to constantly give if you're not going to do it anyway. Right. Like it, oh, yeah. it, I think being honest with somebody and being able to have that conversation is huge. Now, the, the last question I have for you before we wrap things up is, um, a, one I think is interesting because I, a lot of LOs will ask me, well, Michelle, I don't know what my value is to realtors. Like I don't teach social media, right. Or I don't teach this, or I don't teach that. Like I'm, I just do loans. And what would you say to that? Cause I think some LOs think that like, I, there's a lot of platforms out there, right. Where they could pay in um, and it'll teach classes to a room of realtors. Right? You and I both have a mutual friend who literally that's what his job is. Right. Um, but what's interesting is you have a lot of LOs that are like, well, I, that's not me. Like, I don't want to stand in front of a room and teach a social media class. Yeah. And there's a lot of LOs out there that don't want to teach a social media class. I tell them that's, that's totally fine. But going back to even part of what you were talking about earlier, you can still be valuable to those people. You can still, whether you want to show up on social media or if you are showing up currently, I, there's still plenty of ways. I'm literally funny that you can talk about this on uh, this upcoming this is upcoming Thursday. I'm teaching uh, cross country. I work very closely with cross country mortgage. I'm teaching their entire um, loan officer community how to do this, how to create loan office or how to create value from a loan officer's perspective for their realtors by not teaching classes. And I have an entire curriculum set out of how you can actually do it because there's plenty of ways that you can do it. You can, and, and I'm going to tell you, I'll be the first to tell you, you do have to be willing to get a little uncomfortable. I'm not saying you have to stand up in front of a room and teach a class, but it can simply reach out. If Michelle is one of your realtors is like, hey, let's do some content together. Let's just you and I, again, I can show you the things that I'm working on, things that I'm doing. And, and some of you may even say, well, I'm not doing a lot. Well, now's the time. Like I always tell people that too. Like you just have to be one step ahead of the person you're teaching. You just have to be one page ahead of whoever you're helping because now, you, again, you understand the concept. You understand what, what you can do for them. So there's plenty of opportunity to help them create content just to get them to show up. Go engage with those people in particular. You want to be valuable to your realtors? Go engage with them and not just hit the like button, not just you know leave some smiley face content or comment. Like really go engage. Take a second and, and watch what Michelle just put out and, and leave a meaningful, mindful comment. Like, wow, Michelle, you know, that post today really made me think about this. It really made me, you know, uh, think about this from a different perspective. Be thoughtful and be meaningful when it comes to engaging with your community. That's one thing you could do right out the gate. If you don't want to teach a realtor course, go start engaging with them. Go start, again, go back to the comment I made earlier. You want to make somebody feel good? Go engage with their content. Let them know that the time they spent to make that post meant something. And again, don't just hit the thumbs up or the like button. Like, Be really intentional with that time. Be Just be like, wow, you know, Michelle, I just wanted to tell you thank you for you know that post today because it really I was struggling and what you said really hit home today. Or hey, thanks for sharing you know the kids' soccer game today. That you know my son had a soccer game over the weekend too. He lost as well and it was kind of a bummer for him. One of my clients that I work with, they had a similar post. His son was at a basketball tournament and he sh and I he even reached out. He's like, should I post this? Is this too? He's like, is it too sad? And I'm like, no. I'm like, you're being passionate. You're being real. He shared it. And I kid, this is probably the most viral post he's ever had. And this is a pretty big executive in the space. He shared it and it just went 
crazy. And as a matter of fact, another executive from another company, he was like, dude, my son lost his big tournament as well. And now they're actually friends. And this was, this was months, this was probably over a year ago now over a simple their kids lost a basketball game. So that's what I mean when it comes to, if you don't want to teach a realtor class, there's plenty of opportunities for you to go out and create value, to show up for them, uh, to, to be there and supporting them on their journey. That is social media as well. Yes. It's going to take a little bit of work from your side. Uh, but yeah, if, if getting up and teaching courses isn't for you, there's plenty of opportunities not to. Well, here's the bottom line. And I think you and I can, end this perfectly by, by stating this and then your feedback on it too. But at the end of the day, in order to create any form of change, you have to do something different, right? So if, if what you're currently doing is not working, I always like say there's therapy for that. Right. But if you're, what you're currently like laughingly, right. But if, if what you're currently doing in business is not working, then you have to change something. And that change doesn't have to be dramatic. That change doesn't have to be like life altering. Oh my gosh, all of a sudden I'm going from this to hundred. Um, it can be minor, right? But that's where true growth really happens and not to be cliche and, and say some silly quote, but I personally believe that in my career, the biggest impact that I've been able to make on individuals is not what I necessarily do for a living. Cause obviously, yes, I think that that makes a huge difference for people, but it's my commitment to what I do. Um, and the way that that is shared with people where they're like, you know, I'm not super into Instagram for whatever reason, but like, man, Michelle makes Instagram seem really cool. And she just will not let up on this fact that Instagram is really cool. So like, maybe, maybe there's something to Instagram. Like those are my favorite conversations. When people say that to me, they're like, Instagram is not my jam. Honestly, I hate it. But like, you make me want to want to do it. That's how, for me, that's a huge win. Oh, that's one of the best wins of what you and I do. And like I said, whether it's social media in particular or Instagram for yourself, I love just getting somebody to see like, hey, your passion for what you're talking about. And I tell people, you can have that exact, exact same effect. You can, whether it's mortgage, whether it's one of your hobbies outside of that, whatever it may be, as long as you step forward and, and share it in a way that people enjoy and people can connect with, that's what they're going to remember. That's what they're gonna really going to be like, wow, yeah, that clearly Michelle loves what she does or she is clearly passionate about this one thing and passion. We, we, there's a lot of people who talk about it. It's almost cliche these days to even say, Oh, we know what are you passionate about? What are you sharing? But it is like, it's, it's a hundred percent spot on true. I, I see you talk about Instagram. It's when I talk about social media and helping people, you know, achieve their, you know, their goals with it. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I want to know, and I want my audience to know more about shred and I would love to know kind of two things. One, what even is shred for someone that doesn't know what that, what your company does? I think that's a, a really big question that they might have. Um, Cause they're like, why is Michelle interviewing this guy? He's obviously really smart, but what does he actually do? Right. So that's where I really want you to get to spend some time on, on that question. Um, and then also what, what do you have going on where someone, if they hear you describe shred, they're going to be like, I need to reach out to Josh. Yeah, of course. Um, so SHRED, first and foremost, the acronym, I usually have a bigger shirt on, but SHRED stands for show up, hustle, repeat every day. Um, I came up with an acronym. Actually, it was me and my wife who came up with it. But that's what we help people do simply is we help people show up in a very simple way on social media. Whether you're a large company, a large entity, enterprise company, we help tell your story. and We help you get comfortable telling your story uh, on social media. And we help the mortgage real estate professional do the exact same thing. 
Um, one of the ways we do that even better now is we just released an app called Shredded, which is our video editing platform. Going back to why I love video is because you can tell a story, you can connect with people, you can truly elicit emotion from the human from other human beings and so we came out with an app to simply make you look amazing you mentioned just something just a second ago michelle i, I love this when people ask me uh, like how often do i need to be showing up josh like I, I hear guys like gary vaynerchuk telling me i need to put out 100 pieces of content a month and i'm like no way like you will get burnt out like i've tried to put out 10 pieces of content a day like consistently, that is mind boggling, just 10 pieces of content. And I tell you, you don't have to, you just have to be showing up enough for your community to see you, to remember about like, to again, like, wow. And that can be, I've seen people do it two to three times a week and that's fantastic. So, so with Shredded, that's exactly what we do is we make you show up to look like the freaking rock star and all-star that you are without having to know the editing side, having to go to different apps and to how to transcribe, how to put captions on it, how to do the edit, how to do the transition. That's what Shredded does. And like I said, and then we also have a, a course that we teach of how to simply, how to simplify social media so it's not so overwhelming. So you can just show up and you can be valuable to your community. So you can find us on any social platform, Shred Media, Shred Media Co. on Instagram and Josh Pitts Shred. Uh, on all social platforms. And we're, we're there for you. I share content every single day that hopefully can help you get better and more comfortable with social media. Yeah. And I think that the way you post on Instagram specifically, because that's where I consume you the most, obviously, uh, is, is very relatable, right? You're just very in the community. You're out and about, like, it's just easy to feel like I know what's going on in Josh's life. And I think that that's so important, uh, especially since we haven't met in real life. And, and that obviously felt, led to a conversation to ultimately lead us to here where we are now. But one of the things guys for my audience that I think is really important for you to hear is Josh and I are so aligned in so many of these things. We've just spent the last 45 minutes proving our alignment. Um, but what is even more cool to me is that what Josh's people need, right. And what the ideal client is for Josh, they are, they need better video like period. Right. And I think a lot of people think that video is scary um, and it's not, and I think your company helps make it really consumable and really eat like bite-sized chunks for someone that's just getting into it. And even for someone to your point, that's an executive. That's like, I'm not worried about this. I just don't have time. Right. So you can serve that community. And I think where we come in so well with that is if you're producing content on that level, but you don't know how to engage to actually make that convert into conversations, that's beyond the method. And that is who, you know, my team and I are. And I think that there's just so much synergy and such a big superpower that, that we have. And so I'm excited to see what the future holds for shred and Burma media and, and what that could look like. So if you guys are listening to this, please reach out to Josh. Video editing is, is something I personally, as long as I've been in this game, like I hate it. I just don't make time for it. I can do it. And I just don't want to <laughs> point blank. Um, so I love what you do, Josh, and I'm so honored to have had you on here. I think my audience needs you now more than ever. So um, I'm very excited for them to get to know you. And guys, if you have anyone like Josh or somebody that you know that you think I should interview um, to keep having amazing conversations like this, please reach out. Let me know. Um, if you love Josh, obviously the best compliment you could give me is reach out to him and tell him how much you loved our episode. But guys, we will see you in the next episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.